0: This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello, and I'm Nita.
1: Smoke weed every day. Uh, uh, uh. All right, you guys, we got we got we got a lofty we got a lofty treat coming coming at you. We live and direct sure do <laughs> so we're talking today we're specifically talking about hinduism yes but hinduism is the first part of a multi-part episode yes. series that's the word i'm looking for there you go a series that we'll be doing on just religion yes and i believe we picked the top big five Do we pick the big five yep we okay. typically
0: pick the top five we religions the, the big
1: five religion so that's going to go through for the next like two months or something like that yeah i chose this topic apparently (laughs) i put it on the list you did i think i put it on the list like years ago and i'll tell you why i love religion Mm -hmm. i'm fascinated by religion yeah i'm a non-religious person yes i don't identify as a religious person anymore and i technically haven't since high school but i was raised southern baptist and then eventually became non-denominational christian okay which i think is just good old-fashioned i read the bible and don't yell at people all the time but fair A majority of those people are also trump supporters now so it's very confusing how religion works um but yeah that's what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, but... Before
1: we do that... I wanna play a game. That's what Andy does. He plays a game player.
0: I like to play games. <laughs> Run up on me, ho. All
1: right. So for the religion series, you're going to go first in the topic every time. Yes. So I'm going to go first in the question every time. Okay. That's what I'm that going to do. That sounds fair. I'm making that a rule now.
0: Got it. <laughs> sounds right. fair.
1: Andrew. Yes. Would you rather wake up every morning with a new hundred dollar bill in your pocket but not know where it came from or wake up every morning with a new 50 dollar bill in your pocket and know where it came from hundred dollars yeah right like secret 100 <laughs> you're just telling me i have an
0: unknown 50 that's all you're saying right like i feel like they're like hinting towards the fact that it's like coming from like an elderly grandma somewhere or something like you're stealing somebody's money. Oh, I got the
1: impression that you were like blackout and you were like hustling. Like you're
0: the really skinning <laughs> it's, it's a name. The the situation and like stealing stuff from people.
1: Right. Like you could be doing something bad.
0: Ignorance is bliss And this. Situation. I mean, honestly, a
1: fresh crisp hundy every day, seven hundred dollars a week.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: Three hundred. What's the math? That's math. <laughs> <laughs> Eight thousand. Ky- Kyle. <sighs>
0: Kyle was on the episode last week, so he's the math man. We don't know. We're lost. Today. But after a
1: calendar year, she's rich. That's a lot of money. I'm I'm happy for my unknown, mm-hmm. possibly treacherous, but I'm happy about it. Hundred dollar bill. Yeah, you're absolutely. right. You're right.
0: That's the right answer. Absolutely. <laughs> Mita, that's me. Would you rather? Uh Wake up each morning to find that a random animal appendage has replaced your non-dominant arm or permanently replace your bottom half with an animal bottom of your choice, not human.
1: How, how often am I wake Every day I'm waking up with an unknown appendage? Mm-hmm. Is it different every day? I, I get that impression.
0: Mm. I'd much rather have that
1: $100 bill. Um, <laughs> so, okay, firstly, what would I pick for my bottom half? That's That's how my brain goes. Because if you have okay. to pick your bottom half permanently, or an unknown for me right arm situation, yeah. What would I pick for my bottom half? Yep. I immediately went, like, something strong and fast. I immediately went, like, a horse. It's also going to be land. You you would be a centaur. I'd be a centaur, right? Yeah. But then you could also go, like, goat. Wouldn't centaur. that be, like, Pan? Pan had, like, goat legs. Yes. But then I also feel like that's kind of evil, so I don't want, like, goat hooves. That sounds weird. But I'd be really Philip. good at hiking. You would. I mean, just all the mountains.
0: That's true, too.
1: Mm. If I had, like, kangaroo bottoms, I could kick the
0: shit out of somebody, you know? <laughs> I have this <laughs> this image of your bottom half being a giraffe.
1: I did too for a second because I knew that was your favorite that animal, and would I was like,
0: "Be fucking wild!" But then it's like it would be cut off at the, the neck.
1: Top. Well, my tor- my where their neck starts
0: at the base, right?
1: Yeah. That's where my like tum would be. Yeah, it'd be very tall. I mean, you're still like
0: eight feet. You'd tall. be very tall, but it would look really weird because yeah. it's like a really large bottom,
1: Ugh. With and then like
0: the, a stumpy little yeah. uh, upper half. And then having something with four legs is also weird. Mm-hmm. i guess that would be a weird if i was
1: horse i'd be really fast i mean i literally wouldn't have to drive anywhere honestly. true strong legs too <laughs> you know because i don't like not knowing that's my thing true. i like control <laughs> i like being i like knowing what's gonna happen yes i can't have an unknown left stump or right stump happening like one day, day it's a dolphin fin right i immediately pictured a um the nose of an elephant mm. which i mean good for grip True. we're gra- we're grabbing stuff
0: hit people with it yeah it's powerful yeah
1: but also i wouldn't want that every day like not knowing yeah so i guess i would pick a i would pick a base that i'm comfortable with and i still haven't locked fair. that down and then i would go that route fair i don't want an unknown righty i don't know what's happening Truly. also if it's your you said non-dominant or dominant non-dominant Okay, so it this would be my lefty that is helpful so i can still write Still, I don't want. I want to know. No, give me the bass. Okay, <laughs> give, me okay. Base. Give, me, base. give me that bass. No <laughs> All about that bass. Give me that bass. bass. No treble. All about that bass. About that bass. All right.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so,
1: Hinduism.
0: Our first stop on this journey of learning about the Big Five.
1: Now, why did you go with Hinduism first? Let's talk about the order, too. Yes.
0: So I actually put all of these in order from the oldest religion to the newest religion. Makes sense. So we're going to jump off with Hinduism. And then as weeks go, you'll know the you'll you'll see the <laughs> the progression. Yeah. So our first stop on this journey takes us back about 4000 years ago. Holy shit. OK. Uh, and that is what most scholars say is the birth of Hinduism uh it took place somewhere in between 2300 bc okay and 1500 bc
1: how does the numbers go before jesus (laughs) old time counts down so 200 was closer than 1500 1500
0: was the oldest math no 1500 was the nearest to us it was the
1: closest to zero yeah okay yeah that makes sense it's a bigger number yeah and then they just
0: stopped and then once they reach zero they 80 yeah okay okay
1: yeah got it okay so 230 to 1500 is that what you said uh
0: 2300 to 1500
1: 2300
0: to 1500 okay and it all took place in the indus valley which is near present-day pakistan yeah unlike the majority of religions however hinduism does not have a single founder which i think is fascinating (laughs) because that's it makes sense
1: it's very natural
0: yes it's an organic religion yes there's no founder there's no
1: preacher there's no teacher it's just the human brain just being like what is well
0: yeah it's it's an accumulation of various beliefs from The settlers moving into the Indus Valley and the indigenous people that lived in the Indus Valley. That makes sense. People, you know, getting along, sharing beliefs. That's true. You know, sharing what they think. And they're like, ah, but man, think of it this way. And they're like, yeah, that is a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And then just kind of creating this melting pot of beliefs ideas, that everybody believes in
1: ideas and opinions and beliefs coming together yeah that's nice i like
0: that <laughs> so around 1500 bc the indo-aryan people migrated into the indus valley and their language and culture blended with the indigenous people of that region makes sense the vedic i apologize if i if i say words wrong
1: you we will say words wrong (laughs) we'll apologize now and then never apologize again
0: exactly so the (laughs) vedic period which lasted from 1500 bc to 500 bc brought in several uh rituals yes to all the people that lived there um and this included like sacrificial like uh rituals and also chants now Uh (laughs) i'm not saying like we're murdering people ritual like no, no. but it's like by sacrifice i mean like they stop eating for a week and then they they only pray or just things of that nature it doesn't always yeah. have to mean like we're gonna Murder. we're gonna go to the top of the mountain and slit this guy's throat right. and let him tumble down no yeah, it's like, not whoa. always
1: it's not always the ancient mayan rituals of like human sacrifice yes it, very much like modern religions it is like you said fasting yes which is you giving up something yes in order to learn some to get some mm-hmm. intuition to get yes. to tune into something when you don't have to think about food your brain got a lot of thoughts
0: true she it's be very saying, true be stuff. so the epic puranic and classic periods took place from 500 bc to 500 ad
1: okay that's after jesus yes got it
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that ushered in the emphasis on the worship of deities including uh vishni shiva and Devi. okay um E-V-I? yeah
1: I've heard Debbie before, but
0: look, Devi? We, we don't
1: know. Look I, I, I wanted to say Debbie, but that's how I've heard it. Yeah, but I don't
0: know. There's a show called um, Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Uh-oh. and Her name is spelled this way and they call her Davey. That, I like that, too. So I that's why I think I went with Davey, but I like I've Davey. also heard Devi. I've heard Devi. But I like
1: Davey. You do what feels right to you. uh,
0: (laughs) During these periods, the concept of Dharma was also introduced into new texts and other religions such as uh, Buddhism and Jainism started spreading like wildfire across this region. Um, Dharma is actually believed to be the eternal and inherent nature of reality. It is regarded in Hinduism as a cosmic law, underlying right behavior and social order
1: duty. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) d-u-t-y not mature (laughs) as far as their beliefs uh we have Brahman, who is believed to be the supreme god uh sorry the supreme god force that is present in all living things and then we have several other deities in the mix as well we have brahma who is the god who is responsible for the creation of the world and all living things uh vishnu the God that preserves and protects the universe. Shiva, the God that destroys the universe in order to recreate it. Uh, Devi or Devi, the goddess that uh, restores Dharma. Okay. Krishna, the God of compassion, tenderness, and love. Uh, Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Lakshmi, Mm -hmm. the goddess of wealth and purity. Like that. And Saraswati. Saraswati. Sure. The goddess of learning.
1: Got them all covered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. So those are all of our deities. And now we'll kind of move into like the different sex. Sex e c t s thank you. <laughs> um of Hinduism. And that is um hmm. Shaivism.
1: Okay.
0: Uh followers of Shiva. Shiva, right. Vaishnava. Okay. Problem. Followers of Vishnu, okay. Shaktism, 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 is that what it is? Is it two eyes, one eye? One eye, Shaktism.
1: I would say Shaktism, but you got it. They're Followers of shock-tism. Devi Devi. Shakti, I thought. Oh, no, De- Devi's name is, so sh- so. Shakta and Devi are the same. And I know that because of Shiva and Shakti via yoga, but mm. you just keep going. Man. Mm, okay. So Devi, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh smarta, followers of Brahman and all other major deities.
1: Okay, so that's like an all-inclusive one.
0: Yeah. Okay. So some Hindus elevate the Hindu Trinity, which consists of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Others believe that all the deities are a manifestation of one. Okay. Which I think that's what I was telling you before, where I think Brahman in some beliefs is the he, like all of the deities make up Brahman. It
1: makes and and in that following right it goes from polytheistic to monotheistic Mm -hmm. right like it's still polytheistic at the base base because you got all you got Vishnu and Shakti and all of them yeah is Ganesha in there am I wrong is that a different is that there
0: there probably is I only listed like the what was that like seven that were like like the biggest said to be like the most popular
1: okay gotcha
0: within the religion okay
1: I couldn't remember if Ganesha was in there because I think Ganesh is the the elephant with arms
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Hinduism, right? I, I think so. I think so. I believe somebody so. somebody will
1: correct us, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. But it so so making Brahma the the head, uh, all encompassing rainbow coalition of gods mm-hmm. makes it technically monotheistic, which is yeah. kind of fun.
0: So, one of the most fascinating things about Hinduism to all me right. personally is the caste system yes. that was built into the religion from the beginning,
1: from the jump
0: and for people who don't know what a case system is it means that you essentially are born into a system that you cannot control so you or escape or right? escape yeah. yeah so oh boy <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i know some people pronounce it cast that's how i was taught growing up oh, okay but now i know case okay don't like- cast anymore but in case you've heard it that way too people call it the cast system yeah but i think now in modern times people say caste system okay back in the 80s it was cast
0: <laughs> yeah there's an extra e there yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so the four main um casts no are castes. Casts. yeah are as follow are as follows <laughs> and they these are in order of their prominence so, like we're starting from the top and going okay, to the bottom. So
1: from the from the CEO to the yeah. down. Okay, gotcha.
0: So we have the Brahmin who are the intellectual and spiritual leaders.
1: Okay. hmm Don't be afraid.
0: <laughs> the kshatriyas? Okay. The protectors and public servants of society.
1: Would that be like police? I believe so. Okay. Like police like first responders? Yeah. That makes sense.
0: The Vaisyas. Okay don't don't question it the (laughs) skillful the skillful the skillful producers and then the shudras who are the unskilled laborers
1: and then isn't there
0: so yeah let's get into it yeah 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 yeah. so there are many subcategories that exist within each case okay um and to me the most messed up one Mm -hmm. is they're called the untouchables
1: right but it's a different name now right they changed it recently
0: i think they did but this is predominantly what it what i think people refer to it as it's the most
1: uh it's a term. you see hearing untouchable you know exactly how people
0: who you're talking talking about which is fucked Fucked up up. yeah (laughs) um but the untouchables are a class of citizens that are outside the case system and considered to be in the lowest level of social hierarchy
1: yeah like damn near like barely human if even
0: yeah so, for centuries, the case system determined every single aspect of a person's social, professional, and religious status within India. Yep, still exists. When India became an independent nation, its constitution banned discrimination based on caste. Progress.
1: Right? Large, world's largest democracy, so they say the right things.
0: Mm-hmm. Today, however, the case system still exists in India. And is loosely followed.
1: Very much so. And if you don't believe me, you should watch the Indian Matchmaker Show on Netflix. Yes. All them hoes is rich.
0: So many of the old customs are overlooked, but some traditions, such as only marrying within a specific case, is still embraced.
1: They talk about it on the matchmaking show.
0: It's, it's wild. wild. Yeah. But... It's, and it's like, it, y- yeah. you don't talk. Like, if you, you wouldn't date somebody that was, like, in a different case than you. Or... Yeah. You, like, wouldn't, you
1: never would work with them yeah. you would never interact with them you wouldn't yeah. go to the same religious ceremonies you wouldn't be buried the same you mm-hmm. wouldn't be in in the same social groups it's it's not only uh a case system of, of where you belong socially and work-wise and stuff but it's also like a physical siloing of people because you'll just never yes. come across each mm-hmm. other yeah yeah it's
0: crazy it's fucked up so Now, it's just like fast forward to present day 2021. Um, There are approximately 900 million followers of Hinduism. Damn, that's a lot. Uh, Hinduism is the third largest religion behind Christianity and Islam. Yep. And roughly 95% of the world's Hindus actually live in India. So, I mean, they kept pretty centralized to their area yeah
1: and if i remember correctly current sitting president modi is a hind i think they're i believe they're hindu nationalists if i remember correctly okay so right now even though they are still listed as a democracy um with hindu i believe i would say hindu nationalist leadership they are they are a bit uh rough with the non-hindus yeah right now at least they were for a couple of years especially under the trump times mm-hmm. we saw like trump come into power modi came into power it's like we're where authoritarianship starts to take off in democracy, it kind of goes globally, yeah, so just everybody pray for
0: them, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that is my pretty basic overview of Hinduism. Okay. I mean, you we could we could spend hours talking about the different levels, the different holidays, the different deities, right. the, all of that. Oh. It is a huge religion, and it's, it's quite fascinating to me personally, it is. yeah, being one of the only Or one of the first original religions in the world is it's just cool to me.
1: Well, and it's also it's also fascinating when you think about it from like a human perspective. So you Mm -hmm. have this the world's oldest, oldest religion that we know of now in Mm -hmm. 2021, and it doesn't have a founder. It didn't have a dude who was just like, I know all the answers. Follow me. Yes. But
0: which is to me very appealing
1: Well, oh, yeah it's very appealing like a, a whole organic thought structure that's yeah. yeah but then it also dips a toe in a group thing so it can get dangerous but we're, yeah we're having a good time today. yeah but the the thing that's funny to me is that you've got this religion that organically grew out of thoughts and conversation with yeah. people of multi and ethnicities and religions and backgrounds they all come together and you're having a beer at the pub and you're like well i believe this and i believe this and it comes together <laughs> yeah and the weird thing is, is that even though it's completely organic and it doesn't have a leader there's still a hierarchy yes which shows that like Deep down in our psychology, humans have to, we, our brains are literally incapable. It's ones and zeros, baby. We are incapable of just being like completely open. There has to be limitations. There has
0: to be rules. There has to be structure. Nobody's like, we're all equal.
1: No, it's like, Even the people
0: saying we're all equal, they don't truly believe that everybody's equal. We're not
1: all equal, right? And you can tell in Hinduism because it's like you've got the people who have all the money, power and control at the top. Mm -hmm. And then there's an entire subgroup of people who literally have barely any humanity. And then they called
0: them the untouchables.
1: And then you can't, you can't touch them, can't talk to them, can't interact with them, can't give them no money. Right. So then you relegate these people who are born into it. Right. If you're born Mm -hmm. into that life, you are stuck in it. And then also, I believe if it tires into rebirth, uh, you're constantly reborn into it. Yes. So that brings us into. Yeah. (laughs) What I wanted to talk about. Yes. So. When it comes to our religion episodes, I'll be getting all of my references from this book that I read like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my favorite books. It's called God is Not One, The Eight Rival Religions That Run the World and Why Their Differences Matter. And it's by Professor Stephen Prothero. And so the thing I like about his book is he identifies there's eight religions. He dips a token okay. in, in in Islam, Judaism, all of them touches Yoruba. It's a great book. Um, mm-hmm. He always talks about like he titles all of the religions. And then he also basically organizes them in a way that I really like, which is, what is the problem that each religion has identified? Mm-hmm. And then what is their perceived solution for it? Okay. so Because that's, that's what religion is, right? Yeah. Religion is, uh, I see this thing I don't like in humanity. Mm-hmm. This is how you fix it, by worshiping this god. And w- yes. in doing so, this god will do X, Y, and Z for you and resolving whatever that problem was. Mm-hmm. So... For Hinduism, he calls it the way of devotion. Okay. So Hinduism, the way of devotion. That's the thats the title of the chapter. And the problem in Hinduism, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. The problem is called samsara, S-A-M-S-A-R-A. Okay. And basically what that is, it literally translates to flowing by or wandering on. Okay. So the problem in Hinduism, as he states it, as Prothero states it, is the constant vicious horrific cycle of life death and rebirth
0: you ain't gonna rest
1: because it's never ending yeah it's never ending and the way that i pictured it in my head when i was reading it in the book it was just like that moment where it's like you're aware that you're gonna be reborn yeah and like your soul is going through it and you're hitting like number 3000 or something like that and you're just like sis again truly not again can i
0: just take a nap
1: i gotta be born again <laughs>
0: i gotta come out of this lady's body
1: again again. and then i gotta live
0: (laughs) not always a lady this animal this this
1: this... entity yeah and i gotta live and i gotta struggle and i gotta Mm -hmm. survive and i gotta find food and i gotta procreate i gotta do it again and it's like in hinduism they're like that's the problem the problem is you want to break out of the vicious cycle it's not in christianity you want to die and go to heaven. So mm-hmm. it's it's salvation is what you're going for. Yeah. In Hinduism, it's about getting out of all of it. I'm not trying to go to earth. I'm not trying to go to heaven. I'm
0: trying to cease.
1: Break free. Yeah. And so in Hinduism, that that uh, uh, the escaping of the constant rebirth mm-hmm. is called moksha. M-O-K-S-H-A. Okay. So the problem is samsara. The solution is moksha. Okay. So... You want, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. So there are four aims in life. And one beautiful thing I do like about Hinduism is they realize that not everybody can, att- can even attempt Moksha. So when okay. you have the realization that you're going to live, die and be reborn, and you know, it's just going to happen forever until you mm-hmm. can reach Moksha or until you have an understanding of Moksha and then however you get there, you get there. Yeah. There are three additional other aims in life that they like to focus on. Okay. The first one being Kama. We all know karma. K- mm-hmm. Kama. K-A-M-A. She's good old sensual pleasure. It's, it's, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do this shit again, go out and get touched. Get fucked, have an orgasm, go enjoy get, it.
0: Go get touched.
1: Right. Because it's a pleasure, right? Yeah. Like, and not for everyone. I, I I didn't, I mean, I get it. Not everybody wants to go out there and fuck it, but there is pleasure to be found. And it's not just mm-hmm. sexual, right? Like for me, yes. you give me a good plate of fucking lasagna. Mm-hmm. We've all we've all moaned while eating some chocolate cake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's well, a lot of pleasures.
0: And it's not even like for some people it could be eating, some people it could be sexual, some people it's like a transference of energies yeah, between t- two tantric, people. That's a big part of it. Like uh also Reiki, that's yeah. healing
1: non-touch touch.
0: I went to a Reiki master once. Is she it? actually works at your place of business. Oh
1: yeah, that's um, right. Um
0: one of the most profound moments of my life nice that's it was awesome. i n- had never felt energy like that before or felt something like that something, before yeah, energy, it was yeah. it was crazy
1: that's comma man that's and
0: she even was like delightful
1: she, she was like
0: <laughs> she's like you were she's like you had a couple of really intense moments i said i i i did yeah. and she goes yeah and she goes like you your whole body just kind of like shook, and I was like, "It did." And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, man." I didn't even I didn't even realize that I was having that like kind of reaction to it. Yeah, just man.
1: Like, when you start dipping a toe into that universality of consciousness, yeah. and you start realizing that, that, that we're all just fucking tied into the same tapestry, just doing our goddamn best. We're just fucking monkeys <laughs> doing the best, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, Reiki that like oh yeah, you're shut down emotionally here, but you talk too much. The throat chakra's open.
0: Oh, and the she third read, eye's she read, read down. me. She read It's a beautiful thing, right? Which is like good because it was all constructive she's like what
1: you went in for yeah you're feeling where i'm getting loose mm-hmm. tell me what i need mm-hmm. to fix absolutely so that's comma and also i mean also outside of food and sex and shit i mean you people get pleasures a good concert mm-hmm. we always talk about how it's better than church yeah it's the same thing it's enjoying the pleasures of life if yes. you're gonna be reborn all the fucking time yes enjoy the ride sis absolutely. you know the other one is artha Okay. which is wealth and power so okay. again if you're gonna be out here fucking just getting reincarnated to the top levels of that fucking case so so that's
0: what i was gonna say so then in that aspect then if you were born into the untouchable caste, right you would never be able to achieve moksha because you're never going to be able to, to accomplish yeah
1: and comp but I think that's why they call it the aims of life, or at least that's how he describes
0: Mm -hmm. it in the book, is it's an aim for life. I guess wealth always isn't monetary either. No. Like, people can live rich lives without money.
1: There are people who make, in America, right? Mm -hmm. No debt. Making, like, $30,000 a year, Mm -hmm. fucking happy as a clam. We're talking about, like, these are not because you got time yeah. when you don't have debt and stress and shit over your head yeah. you actually don't need a lot of like true. actual
0: money i feel like happiness isn't what you make life out to be i feel like when you hear wealth it's a very human thing to automatically jump to i think it's money. a very
1: american thing true because in america you hear Fair. wealth and we're like millions billions jeff ymcmb right which is like tea. I think he's a trillionaire yeah. technically. Um, whereas in other parts of the world, wealth might just be a, a, a good home cooked meal with all your kids mm-hmm. at home, right? Because all of your kids moved out. You'd like for all of them to come home for the Christmas mm-hmm. or something like that. Like that's wealth. And then also power ties into that as well. Yeah. And then the other of uh, the aims outside of Moksha is Dharma, like you mentioned. Yes. And that's duty. And I think that that's where a lot of people find it. If you can't find wealth and power, Mm-hmm. You can always find comma. There's always something sensual and pleasant that you can find comma mm-hmm. in. For me, a good stick of incense, that's great. That's, that's sensual, <laughs> right? But also, dharma is duty. And to me, the way that I take it and the way that I know a lot of black people, you'll hear this thing, is giving back. Okay. Whatever you do in life, you gotta give something back. Yeah. It might be monetary. It's better to give your time because yeah. time is very important. It's better to volunteer than it is to just give somebody a couple bucks. But as long as you give back, that's you doing your Dharma. That's you doing your yeah. duty. Um, and then just lastly, so those are your four aims. Karma, I'm sorry, Kama, Artha, Dharma, and then eventually Moksha, which is getting out of the cycle of rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, in uh, for modern Hindus, uh, mainly working towards Moksha, it's done by the one thing that there's just an abundance of and will never run out of, love okay there's not a lot of rules it really is the funny thing i've learned about religion over the last several years is they all boil down to the same thing it's kind of a gag yeah it's literally the golden rule and it also ties like basically all religions are like don't be a dick and you'll be fine yeah and it's really weird how people will say that they're religious and they're all dicks so i mean everybody should learn everybody else's religion because we're all saying the same thing but we're not doing the same thing and it's very interesting it all boils down to love and don't be a dick and you'll be fine yeah yeah hinduism Hinduism. <laughs> fascinating. Fasc- fascinating.
0: I love it. It's uh definitely worth looking into further. If you are definitely intrigued by it, like we are. Mm-hmm. Um just Google's your friend, man. Google's it's, will get Googles will get you. And I mean, go for like incredible sources, but Right, right, right. <laughs> That's why
1: I like to stick to either books or um I mean, honestly, this is what professors and people do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Like I love history love learning about religions and shit Mm -hmm. i also love music i also love baking there are people out there who literally spend their entire life like focusing on like just music yeah just baking yeah and in this case like uh steven prothero here uh he's a professor of religious studies at boston university Mm -hmm. he spends his entire life every single day yeah just getting into religions so there are people out there who write books about these things and you can get that information and that's what this podcast
0: is for absolutely and i think that's what's one thing that's pretty unique about the two of us is that we i think both really enjoy learning things
1: (laughs) weirdly enough yeah
0: i was horror i'm not the greatest in school but i like learning new information i like learning about things i'm not accustomed to i like yeah I just like it.
1: I've always been the type of person. This might be because I was a black kid born in Colorado. So there weren't a lot of other black Mm -hmm. kids. But I remember from a very young age, I learned that one of the most important things that I can have as a human being is being surrounded by people who are not like me. Yeah. Mainly because I drive myself crazy. Like two of me is (laughs) too much. Nobody needs that. So there can't be more of me. There has to be other perspectives. There has to be in my entire life. I've had friends who are literally nothing like me religiously food wise study wise beliefs all that stuff and knowing and being around people and understanding differences is what makes it's literally what makes life worth living because once you start to see how all the puzzle pieces click in together it's all the same shit love and leave people alone yes and it's like oh okay all the world's problems would stop if we all just literally left each other alone truly like we got to stop this karen situation and bro. again, it all ties into evangelizing, but y'all ain't ready for it. We'll talk about it in future episodes. But yes. evangelizing is the reason that America sucks today.
0: Absolutely. I remember being asked to go out and tell people about the Catholic Church. Yeah. And like, you should be proud to do it. And now like yeah. that I'm out of that, it's not good.
1: <laughs> so the reason I have a problem, I'll just say it real quick. The reason I have a personally have a problem with evangelism and evangelizing is because what people learn, you're born into a religion. You're mm-hmm. born into Catholicism, you're born into Christianity. And then what your religion tells you is that what you believe is right, therefore what pe- if people don't believe in what you believe, they are wrong. Yes. So now your job is as a good, correct a good crusader for Christ, is you gotta go out and you gotta tell people you're wrong, this is the only way and if you disagree going I'm going to hell. decapitate
0: you. Oh. Well, I mean let's too. just take it
1: back to the crusades, yeah, I was right? Say, nowadays <laughs> modern days
0: are like you're going to hell nowadays they have me. a
1: sign and they're like gay people go to hell. Back in the olden days it was like you don't believe in what I believe I'm wiping out Mur- your whole fucking village, yeah. right? Religion has been incredibly violent and it all comes from this built-in evangelizing that a lot of religions have and that mm-hmm. to me is the problem. I don't care what you believe mm-hmm. but don't try to switch me because It's like when somebody gives up dairy, yeah, and then they're like, "You should give up dairy because we cleared up my acne." Yeah, and it's like I know that that really big profound thing helped you very much, but you can't bring it up at every fucking meal. I want this cheese. Yeah, let me have my cheese, and that's how religion is. Everybody gave up dairy, so now they're fucking have great bowel movements and their eyesight got clearer. And it's like I get that you got something great out of it, but you don't have to force other people to do it. I'll take. I'd rather have bad vision and cheese. I'll take the L. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) it's wild but it it makes sense in my head you know
0: (laughs) yes (laughs) well thank you for listening to this episode of sip and tea make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at sip and tea 303 and if you would like to follow me on instagram you can do so at mvp andy and you can follow me at black girl jeeping instagram Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. You can find our bi weekly podcast on all major podcast platforms.
1: Ooh, Panser. Bye. Uh, bye bye.
0: This has been an MVP podcast, My Village Production.